Welcome to Scrollin' episode 96. I'm Ket. Joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. What's going on, man? Not much. Happy to be here. How about that? I'm also happy to be here. Spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. I think spring's actually technically still kind of far away, but it feels like spring outside where, where we live. Yeah, really we got nice some outside. nice weather. It's, you know, put a little pep in our step. A little windy a couple of nights ago. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh... It's an understatement. We had some like tornadoes. We live here in Oklahoma, so. Um, Did you hear? It was the uh, the record for the most tornadoes in one day. I didn't know that. Yep, it was. That's uh, like an all time record. All time record. There was fifteen for the state of Oklahoma, or yeah, for the state of Oklahoma. Okay, it was so 15. probably the world then. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be right. It's got to be. That's yeah. our thing. Um, but. Today was really nice. Not too windy, a little breezy, but like 70 degrees. And I work out in a park, so I like the weather just determines whether or not I have a good day, basically, <laughs> where I live and, or where I work. And so the day, today was a great day. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about the Elder Scrolls Online um, public test server weeks four and five. These are the final weeks uh, of the PTS for the Scribes of Fate DLC. Uh, This is like a week and a half away, March 13th for PC, two weeks later for consoles. Um, (laughs) Almost nothing in these couple of weeks. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in weeks four and five. Just (laughs) run down the list. Yeah, let me take a deep breath. Uh, Actually, the only two things really worth mentioning are things that we already mentioned on the last episodes with those known issues. Um, So Wrecking Blow that has that weird targeting thing that Dizzying Swing, the other morph, doesn't have. They fix that, so they both um, target the same way, the way the way Dizzying Swing does. Um, and of course, remember, that has um, Wrecking Blow now has Major Berserk for five seconds whenever you use it. Um, so that's definitely going to be looking very, very attractive to a lot yeah. of people. I think we can expect to see a lot of that. You think the, uh, the least amount of changes through a PTS cycle on this one, from launch to finish? It's got to be close as far as like, you know, they, they put a bunch of stuff out there week one and then just kind of... Looks good. You know, yeah. some, some small adjustments week three, and then, yeah, we got it. We're good. Because I feel like we didn't, other than the initial launch, there was not a single week where it was like, okay, here's some changes. It was just first launch, and then it was just very minor stuff from there. Compare that to, what was it, update 36 that was just like every week. <laughs> just like I, We got an man. extra week of PTS on that one, didn't we? It, went, it rolled into a week of live. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe even one or two weeks mm-hmm. into live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a by comparison. This one's very like they kind of had it under control. A very good sign, clear idea right. of what they wanted to do. Good. Yeah, sign. hopefully that means it's going to be a nice, stable release. You know, not too mm-hmm. many bugs. They've been spending all this time working on just making it nice and clean. Uh, hopefully. Um, so yeah, Wrecking Blow got its little targeting fix, and then Vulcan Scoria works now. Um, so. I actually think you can probably expect to see that a fair amount too. It's always been theoretically a good yeah. proc set, you know. It's like it's guaranteed to hit its target. It hits pretty hard. It's AOE. Um, so now that it works, I think I think it'll pop up in PvP again. I think both those, uh, especially the wrecking blow. I think we're about to go into a little bit of a wrecking blow age here. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good meta for brawlers in general. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's basically all that's really worth mentioning. Some other minor fixes that nobody's going to notice, basically, so we won't mention any of those. Um, I do want to talk about some of these forum comments that uh, our old friend Zoss underscore Kevin made on the official forums. Good, good buddy Kevin. 
<laughs> Close personal friend, Zoss underscore Kevin. We call him Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I will always call him Zoss underscore Kevin. <laughs> but um, we're fans of Zoss underscore Kevin. He uh, he does great things on the forums. Mm-hmm. Uh, major, major shout out. Uh, if he happens to listen to this show, I strongly doubt it. But um, <laughs> he does. He He really makes serious effort to like facilitate communication yeah Yeah, like it's amazing he hangs out on the forums and he's like involved in these conversations he's like taking notes of what people's questions and concerns and feedback and stuff is and then he goes to the combat team and talks to them about that stuff and gets their input gets their responses you know puts it together in sort of a pr friendly sort of package and then comes back and is like hey here's what the the devs said, you know, here's, here's kind of their thinking on this. And, you know, whether you like the, the answers or not, it's just really nice to at least get some insight into their thought yes, process. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, I mean, he really is. He's kind of every player's dream, right? Like he actually communicates what the devs are doing. He takes feedback. Like that's always the complaint, right? As you say stuff, the devs don't listen. Like this guy, he's like every player's dream and, and kudos to him because he keeps positivity because he doesn't yeah. always he doesn't always get the most positive responses, but he just sticks to his guns and keeps communicating. Yep. And you know, he really is just a messenger. You know, mm-hmm, like he's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the person making these decisions. He's just like, all right, here's what they said, guys. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just I really appreciate it. And it's really just like uh showing a clear example. We we've said this lots of times on the show. They do receive feedback, they do listen to feedback, they often even respond to feedback. Yeah. And he's just kind of demonstrating that here. You know, he's like here, here's the conversation we had based on this specific feedback. We're responding to this specific comment that this player made, you know, absolutely, uh, pretty cool. Absolutely. I think they've always done really good about, you know, we've talked about in the past about they respond to feedback. Well, he's done a really good job of kind of providing a voice to the response to feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep it up. Zoss underscore Kevin. He made a Heck bunch yeah. of comments, but we're actually only going to talk about, uh, two of the comments that he made. He made a comment about sorcerers and he made another, another comment about Templars. Um, so we're going to just talk about those two. So we'll start with sorcerers. Um, so first of all, I'll, I'll just kind of kind of paraphrase it. Uh, he, he basically acknowledges some concerns that sorcerers have about their survivability. And I've seen a lot of these concerns myself. A lot of sorcerers are just saying, you know, they're too squishy. They don't have the survivability that other classes have. So he basically acknowledges that concern and says, hey, we address that by buffing your damage shield. So, so ho- hopefully that helps at least some. I think that was actually a pretty significant buff too. So uh, I think that will help. Um, he also okay. acknowledges concerns that sorcerers have about not having enough uh, non-pet options for their builds. A lot of sorcs, they don't want to use pets. You have to use two bar slots for them. They're kind of awkward to use. Um, and, you know, really a sorcerer's only real viable heal is a pet, you know. Um, so basically he's just acknowledging, okay, we've, we've heard that concern. We don't have any plans to fix that right now, but it's something we are looking into and hopefully we'll be able to do something about that at some point. Um, so it's, it's just nice to see that specific, like we hear you on this, we hear you on this, you know? Um, and then lastly, I will just straight up read this last paragraph here. He says, uh, lastly, we want to reiterate the notion of classes having strengths and weaknesses. Sorcerers can't be good at everything. This is part of building class identity. Uh, there are ways for players to bridge the gap through gear, consumables, etc. That does not negate us from addressing problem areas, but it does mean there will be times where elements of a class will struggle compared to others. That is okay and a part of building unique gameplay experiences. 
poetry. Yeah. Davis, what do you, what do you make of that comment there? I, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I have some thoughts of my own, but I want to hear yours. I absolutely love it. Uh, I mean, we've, we've, you know, we've talked about it and, and we've been surprised by the, I would say seemingly large amount of complaints regarding Sorks. Um, and, mm-hmm. and my stance on that is, is hands down, there's not a better, there's not a better class at getting kills in the game than Sorks. And uh, kills are a pretty big deal when it comes to PvP. I mean, they are the best at getting kills in the entire game. And I love, I love reading this paragraph and hearing this because it 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 tells me that they recognize that, and they recognize the 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 Sork's strengths. And they're basically saying like, we know they're the best at getting kills in the game. We know that they have some of the best mobility options in the game. We can't like they they will not be tanky. They're you know they're not going to be and it it's just refreshing to hear that because Sorks they are in a great spot right now. One of the better classes out there right now. The best at securing kills. They have great mobility and you just if you're going to play a Sork you need to play it to the the Sork strengths and recognize the weaknesses. And I love hearing them kind of reassure that that this is what the Sorks class identity is. And he's basically just saying like you know, pick your class wisely is it that each class has certain strengths and weaknesses and that's what you should go into, you know, picking your class. So I I love hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. I had the exact same response. I I read this thing and I'm I'm like, that's what I've been saying, you know, like that's been like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, uh, it's like pretty much exactly echoing what we've been saying here on the show. Like, what are you people talking about? Sorks are not in a bad spot at all. Like, yeah, they have some weaknesses. Like, yes, survivability is a weakness of the class. That's how it should be. Like, yeah. they, they just like Kevin here said, they can't be good at everything. Um, and um, I like how he mentions, like, you know, you can bridge those gaps with things like gear and consumables. Yeah. I think that's a very important point to make because... You know, this is an intentional weakness. If you look at um, a Dragonite, right, it's a, it's a great comparison. They have extremely good survivability, mm-hmm. um, and mobility is a weakness of theirs. And if they want to have good mobility, that's going to require an investment on their part, which means that's an investment they're not making into damage or, or something else in their build. Mm-hmm. You know, but Sorks already have, they don't have to make any additional investment. They have that minor expedition on their armor buff. They have streak. No additional investment required. So they can just go all damage or or extra defense if they want to, you know, but that's going to require an investment on their part rather than, you know, damage or whatever else. It's, you know, yeah. that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's in, in, I mean, he's exactly right. That's what makes unique gameplay experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, find, find the gameplay that you like, you know, do you like being mobile and a little bit squishy, but getting a lot of kills sorts for you. Do you want to be a brawler that, you know, is like you said, maybe not very mobile, has sustain issues. DK, perfect for you. <laughs> sustain issues. <laughs> Do you like sustain issues? Have I got the class for you? <laughs> I mean, but you know, but it works. Like DKs can make it work. Like when you play a DK, like you said, mobility and sustain are gonna be weak, you know, weak points, but you mm-hmm. you have to make up for it. And I, I yeah. hope it always stays that way because it really does it adds to the challenge and the fun of of, you know making a build yeah totally gummy bear says you can't kill what you can't hit exactly that's how you play a stork that's the mentality right there exactly absolutely uh or you stack shields and there's that (laughs) and i think that i think that actually will be uh a thing here pretty soon 
Can you do a one bar shield stacking build? <laughs> the two fifths of your bar is <laughs> shields. You can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just two shields, endless fury, and whatever else. Two flex spots. You're good. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll put our heads <laughs> together. We're going to come up with the Oconsole version. We'll make it happen. So that's the the comment for sorcerers. I thought it was a really good comment. Even if I think I, I've seen a lot of sorcerer mains uh, not really respond super well to this comment. A lot of people don't really like the answers that were given here. I think whether you like the 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 answers or not, I think it's a good comment. They're they're giving some insight into their their pro, their thought process and what what they think about sorcerer. They've acknowledged some concerns. Just an all around good comment. Yeah. Um. So let's see what uh, Zoss underscore Kevin has to say about Templars. This one's a lot shorter. <laughs> Don't give it away, Davy. I, I, mean, I was laughing at a joke I heard earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a lot shorter. I will just straight read this one. Um, so for Templars, he says, the combat team is always looking at data from various points of play, PVE, PVP, low to high end damage parses, uh, group and solo play, etc. Uh, and we collect feedback to make informed, balanced decisions. Uh, many of the previous adjustments to Templar were directly made off of those points. Uh, and then he basically says that they'll continue to keep an eye on the data. Uh, and that's basically all he has to say about Templar. That's, I mean, there's some other little, you know, things that he says, but nothing of substance, really. That's the most substantial thing in the I mean, that's, that sums it up, right? That said, that answered everything you needed. Yeah. Uh, the joke was Templars are balanced. Grizzly Khan says, I mean, that kind of, I guess that kind of is, uh, that does kind of sum up what he's trying to say there. I didn't really think of it that way, but to me, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a lot of data. The data just said we had to do it. You know, if it wasn't for this, this darn data, we could make a good <laughs> Templar. This data. Um, I, but, uh, I, go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I'm going to go back to kind of what you said. I, I really do think, you know, the, the, the balancing team, you know, they, they look at all the classes and there's just times in the game that I think absolutely those classes rotate of, you know, what are there? How many classes are there now? About to be seven. About to be seven. So six classes. I really do think that they, you know, they rotate on a, on a one through six scale, like certain ones are more powerful at certain times. And then, you know, over a couple of expansions or patches, then that'll surely shift kind of, they've got a rotation and, uh, Templars, they're, they're at the bottom of that rotation right now. I think that's just kind of is what it is. They're just, uh, they're at the bottom of the rotation, yeah. but I, you know, I, I, I do have confidence that, that they're going to be, they're going to get stuff in the future and, and it may be. You know, maybe a couple patches out, but they'll 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 find their way back up to the top. Yeah, I just think it's silly that they even bothered making any comment at all about Templars. If that's all they're really going to say, you know, like, you know, and it's literally directly below the comment about Sorks, by the way. Like you read the <laughs> comment about Sorks and then directly below Templar. Because um, with Sorks, it's like, OK, you've made this concern. We've acknowledged that you've made this other concern. We've acknowledged that, you know. Like with this, there are many, many specific concerns, like very obvious concerns that are like um, reasonable, you know, completely reasonable that they could just mention that. Yes, we've heard that concern, you know, and we're, we'll look into it. Um, this is this is showing uh, uh, Zoss underscore Kevin's uh, diplomatic skills. He went to the dev team and they said, yeah, Templars are bad right now. We, we, we're aware. And he went, OK, I will uh, all. 
I'll come up with something to say about that. (laughs) It really says, it really seems like they just don't have a good answer or whatever the truth is. They just can't say it for, it just like wouldn't look good, you know, like for PR reasons or whatever. It's kind of how it feels. And I will say that I do, I do think, you know, really kind of diving into it, like the data, like if they really are looking at the data of the success of Templars, it makes me wonder, you know, because I'm not going to get into the whole talk of data, but, you know, data is only as good as what you're measuring, like the specifics, like there's a whole science behind mm-hmm. data and data gathering and all that. And it really makes me wonder of what the actual specific data they're gathering, because guess what? You know, Beamplar Templars are having fantastic results right now. So if their yeah, data, if their data is just, you know, Templar across the board, I bet the data looks fantastic. Templars are doing amazing. They're doing fantastic. But, you know, if you dive deep into that data, the 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 majority of successful Templars are using one specific setup with one specific ability centered around it. And that's that I think that's the problem with Templar is that the Beamplars right now are fantastic. It is a it is a real struggle to make any other type of Templar competitive. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's such a silly thing, like when they did that, you know, uh, because they buffed that beam at the same time as nerfing everything else. It was like so clearly they wanted to shift the power budget into that one ability for whatever reason. Very silly. And this entire time, starting with update 36, you know, like back in the fall. Correction, I meant to say update 35. That's when they started making all these nerfs to jabs and power of the light and all that stuff. And, um... There hasn't really been any explanation to any of it this entire time. You know, like in the, in those patch notes, there are some minor developer comments, but they really didn't amount to any real explanation to anything. And then, then you know, update thirty seven came around, more nerfs, more non explanations. This is this comment here that we just read of Kevin's, and still again, no, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't blame Kevin. He's just the messenger. Um, this is the most substantial comment we've had about these Templar changes yet. Mm-hmm. And it's still nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So I just why even make the comment? Why even make the comment at all? Especially when you consider that uh, necromancers are even in, are even are in even worse shape than templars, and they don't make any comment about necromancers at all. So if you're comfortable not even mentioning necromancers, just don't mention templars either. <laughs> don't, it's don't it's like more frustrating to read this than to just hear nothing. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance that it's like? They're looking at the classes. They've got a new class coming out. But, you know, I, you know, I, I just always imagine they look at all different aspects of classes and, and, and okay, this class is the brawly, you know, these are the, the melee brawly type fighting. This is the kind of the ranged, more stylized fighting classes. Like, I just imagine they kind of look at all that. Do you think they just got to a point where, like, Templars were, you know, with jabs, they were kind of the, the melee... I don't want to say they were brawly, but they were kind of a, a melee type class. And do you think they just got to a point where they were like, we want to reinvent this class and, and make them more range based and we don't want them to be melee based anymore? Like maybe, you know, maybe the new class coming in, they want to be melee based. I don't know. My, my brain wanders on those types of things. And I always wonder if they just are reinventing Templar and this is just the way Templar is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does seem like they wanted to maybe try to entice people into exploring ranged Templar builds, um, certainly. But um, I don't like it. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty fortunate that I've managed to put together a Stamplar 
you know, non-beam build that works really well and I'm happy with it. But that's after like tons and tons and tons of testing. And I finally found a build that works mm -hmm. pretty good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so we can move on from that. Um, Nightblades, Wardens, and Dragon Knights, they're all in excellent shape. No need for a comment for any of them. So he doesn't say anything about any of those. Um, he makes a number of other comments that we're not going to get into, but he talks a little bit about Destro staff and some other stuff. Uh, if you just go to forums.elderscrollsonline.com and click on Dev Tracker at the top, um, you'll just see all the comments there, and you can you can read them as you please. Um, so this is the end of PTS. This is the final week. Let's do a quick feature roundup, just um, a list of all the things that we have to look forward to with this next coming update. So of course it's a dungeon DLC, so we're getting two new dungeons. Uh, we're getting a bunch of new armor sets with those dungeons. We're getting uh, some rewards for the worthy armor sets, including that new Snake in the Stars set that everyone's keeping an eye on, the one that deals oblivion mm -hmm. damage when you get healed. Um, that one's going to be cool. Uh, light attack damage was adjusted, but probably not something you're going to notice. Uh, and Dragon Knight's Empowering Chains is now Chains of Devastation. Gives five seconds of Major Berserk. Uh, they also had their Helping Hands passive nerf. That's probably the most significant thing for them. Um, they're going to have a little harder time sustaining their stamina now, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Necromancer, the, the self-synergy from Graveyard uh, was majorly nerfed, and then the, the Harmony trait was changed so that it doesn't enhance synergies anymore. So their whole kind of bombing playstyle just totally gone, which means Necro has no place. <laughs> really anymore <laughs> they're they're in they're the, kind of pvp meta they're kind of floating out there on you know kind of a little bit lost right now that was one thing they kind of brought to the table that they don't now so anyway uh sorcerer shields got buffed also mages wrath got buffed i think sorcerers are gonna i think we're gonna be sorry that we asked for some sorcerer buffs people i i i'm just i'm warning warning you now <laughs> uh Templar got their major everlasting sweep, that, formerly known as uh, Empowering Sweep, renamed to Everlasting, everlasting. Sweep. It's Everlasting. Got two more ticks of damage um, compared to the other more... Um, Game changers. You know, yeah. You know, uh, still deals 60% less damage than the other more, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Warden's getting getting a slight nerf to Shimmering Shield and Crystallized Slab. They're... Um, their shield ability probably still going to be on most Warden's bars, I bet. I'm curious to see how this, this change is going to affect things. With Wall of Frost no longer going to immobilize chilled targets, it's going to give them a 40% snare instead for four seconds. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, that here in a minute. That could be something to look out for. Um, Wrecking Blow getting that major berserk now, plus its targeting issue is fixed. Uh, Mist Form. The whole new change to Mistform, super duper. Looking forward to that. I think a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. um, Bloodthirsty getting very slightly buffed, and unless it's a gold piece, if it's gold, it's it's not changing. But everything else is getting very slightly buffed. Um, Mara's Balm, very slight nerf. I hope that I hope that has an impact on the on the overall meta. I'm not yeah. sure it will, but it would be nice. Yeah, I think Mara's Balm getting nerfed along with Snake in the Stars existing. I don't know. There, that might be a pretty nice combo. Yeah. Um, and then target markers re-enabled for PvP. Pretty long list of stuff. Like when I started putting that list together, I was like, man, this is a longer list than I was expecting it to be. 
There's quite a few stuff in there. Some good. There's some good stuff in there. Quite a few stuff in there. Quite a few stuff. <laughs> well, your let's write title. that down. There's your episode title. Quite a few <laughs> stuff. We'll see. I might be able to pull some editing magic, and they'll never know. They'll never know. No, it's they'll too never late. Never know. I've already, I've already spoken. <laughs> I can't go back. I just have to own it at this point. I'm just mm. going to start saying it. People, I'm going to try to make it a thing. Quite a few yeah. stuff. Quite a few stuff. Quite a few stuff you got there. <laughs> um, oh, so what are, you, what are you looking forward to the most with this update, Davius, coming up? That's a good question. I, I will say this. It's, it's got a caveat because it was absolutely initially the wall of frost like Mm -hmm. finally we're gonna be able to move and then old you know shout out uncle sam he started talking i don't know if i'm so excited anymore now i'm i'm slightly worried that it's still gonna be an issue so that was initially my favorite but now i'm slightly worried that we're still gonna have we're still gonna have trouble going forward with the with the wall of frost we'll see sam and a couple other people have raised concerns over wall of frost because uh it is losing that root but um it's going to have that 40 percent snare and the thing that's problematic about it is that that snare lasts uh four seconds at a time regardless of whether or not you're still in wall of frost mm-hmm. you know so like if you just barely touch it and you get that chilled status then you have four four seconds of that snare no matter where you go unless you cleanse it off um and warden's they they apply uh, the chill status basically on cooldown typically you know yeah um so there's a good chance that you can just be kind of like permanently slowed like a hundred percent of the time uh, anytime a warden's nearby and they could potentially stack that with like winterborn and caltrops and other snares so some people are afraid that we might see like even worse wardens like an even worse version of the frost spam meta I really hope that's not true. <laughs> My hope is that to a lot of people, they'll see a 40% snare as being not as good as an immobilization. And as a result, I think, I think there will be a significant number of people choosing not to use Wall of Frost anymore. Um, so maybe it's true that we will see these really nasty Frost Wardens with all these snares and stuff, but I'm hoping those will be a bit fewer and far between than yeah. what we're seeing right now. I, I really, really hope that like 70% of the Frost Wardens out there switch back to the Wrecking Blow Wardens. Mm-hmm. Make the switch. Go back. Yeah. Go back to those brawly Wrecking Blow Wardens uh, of, of days past. Oh, those those dudes were glorious back in the day, <laughs> man. Yeah, bring back the Stamdens, the Dizzy Stamdens. Yeah. Gummy Bear says, how else are they going to catch up to anyone? Oh, with all the snares and stuff. Well, they got those <laughs> wings now. They're not, they're not super slow these days. Yeah, their wings with the, the snare removal and all that. So what, uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to the most? New mist form. Easy. Looking forward you to had new it. mist form. Yeah, that yeah. was quick. You didn't have to think about it. That uh, that blood mist guys, you are not ready for Betsy with this new mitz form. All right, like the meta is not ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That that she, it's gonna give her that extra dash of mobility that I think she's gonna majorly benefit from. Plus some extra damage, some extra healing. Gonna be really awesome. I think a lot of people are gonna be all over that. Let me ask you this: so we know Betsy's getting it for sure. You uh, you replacing Race Against Time with the with the misform on other builds, or is it just just Betsy right now? Um, 
Right now, it's only Betsy. I could see maybe doing it on Despair, my my Magcro healer. That would make yep. That would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. That would make sense because uh, she does not have major evasion, and that would give mm-hmm. it to her. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get um, the um, the vampire passive. Then then said undying, undeath, undeath. Yeah, undeath. yeah. Because she's not a vampire at all right now. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Um, that'd probably be the only other one I would do. Well, maybe my mag DK. I might do my mag DK. There you go. Um, but that's by far the thing I'm looking forward to the most. The Mara's Balm nerf. Uh, Snake in the Stars, I'm actually really looking forward to just seeing if that really has a significant impact on the, the meta. I think it really could. Yeah. Um, so as far as the meta goes, let's make some quick meta predictions here. I have a couple of predictions here, and I'll, I'll ask you what you think. Um, I don't think it'll be a ton different from right now, but hopefully there will be a bit less frost spam. Um, I think it's going to be a great time for brawlers because if, if the CC is indeed more bearable, plus we're, we're going to have that new wrecking blow. I just think we're going to see a lot of really nasty brawlers and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ready yeah, for it. Me too. Um, a hundred percent vampires. Everyone's going to be a vampire. A lot of people already are vampires, but a lot of people are looking forward to this new mist farm. That undeath passive is already really, really good. I'm, I'm just get your fire damage ready. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get your, get your DKs ready. There you go. Uh, I think Dragonites and Wardens are probably still going to be pretty much at the top of the food chain. I think Stamsorks with Wrecking Blow might give them a pretty close run for their money, though, because they're already doing extremely well right now. Yeah. Uh, giving them a major berserk, I think they're going to. I think they're yeah. going to be doing really, really well. Um. And shield stacking sorks. I mentioned earlier, I think I think we're about to be reminded of what a sork meta is like. And I think all the people who ask for sork buffs are gonna regret it here pretty soon because like we've been saying, sorks are already in great shape. Anytime you run across a really good sork, you get you absolutely have to watch yourself. Yep. Uh, if you run across two really good sorks, you're guaranteed dead. If you <laughs> yes. run across three really good sorks, forget it, you know? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, anytime any class gets buffed, ever, they become more popular. Yeah. Uh, Sork is getting two pretty decent buffs here with uh, Mage's Wrath and the Shields. They're going to become more popular, and it's... It's going to be a lot to deal with. We're going to regret it. We've we've seen Sork dominated metas before. They are more oppressive than any other meta. I would take I would take the Warden Frost Spam meta any day over a <laughs> uh, a Sork dominated meta. Uh, at least the Warden's got to get close to you to do anything. You know, yeah. Sorks, man, it's it's so frustrating if you have like three enemy Sorks to deal with in a battleground. Mm-hmm. There's almost nothing you can do. If they're like competent players, you know, there's almost nothing you can do. Because you, you try to focus one down, you have two others ranging you down from two different yeah. locations. Yeah. And it just it just it just happens so instantly with the sork, right? Like yeah. it's like hard hit, hard hit, and then you explode. You know, it's just you don't you, you don't have time to think when you blow up. Yeah, it's so instant. And you know, like we've just been saying again and again and again. The, you can do that with sorcerers right now, you know, and you don't need the help of a team. It's not just stealing kills. You you put on the bloodthirsty, you kick on the overload, you're going to take almost anyone out, except maybe a warden with crystallized slab, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're about to we're about to get reminded of of what it's like for sorks to be overpowered. So just get ready for that. 
Um, that's all my meta predictions. You, you got anything, Davius? I, I mean, I agree with well, a lot with what you're saying, and 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 the the fear of sorks is definitely where I'm at with you all. Uh, I 100% agree with that one. Just because I, I do agree that DK and Wardens are probably still at the top, and I would put like one peg below Nightblades right there. I think Nightblades okay. are are kind of a. It's weird to say, but they're like a good underrated quality class right now you know like they're a great class they're, shout they're, out to you, slavka a good friend of ours plays a brawler blade that oh yeah yeah it's a heck of a class if you play it right yes and and what i mean by the underrated there is that they're never mentioned like they're the best class right now but man they're they're in a really really good spot they just have a great package you know mm-hmm. like the toolkit all the tools are there you can be any kind of build you want to be and on the and the tools are there and you're and you feel like a night blade yeah, and I would just, you know, I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit this, but as you said, like DK and Warden, DKs and Wardens at the top, but even with right now, I would agree, DK and Wardens at the top, but they are still not the best at the at, at getting the kills in the kill skier. Sorks are that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So with these buffs and these shield stacking Sorks coming in, their, their kill secure is still going to be there, but now are they going to start you know, kind of coming into the DK and Warden's kind of overall utility. It's, it could be a little scary. Their devs did say that their intention with the uh, shield buff is that they think it will actually have an offensive benefit because sorcerers will have longer windows of time where they can continue attacking, you know. That's, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like three or four more overloads coming at you. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great time for Sorks, uh, bad time for the rest of us. <laughs> Take a break here in just a second, but really quick, I want to mention, if uh, just in case anyone hasn't seen it, um, if you go to YouTube and search for Arcanist Beam Trailer, um, there's just a trailer where they demonstrate a new Arcanist ability, and I don't think they mention if it's, it looks like an ultimate to me, but I don't think it's they really be, right? if it's an ultimate or not. But it's just like this giant Omega Beam. Uh, it's like huge in it. They say in the video that you'll need to CC your enemies so that they don't move out of the beam. So it's not like other beams where it just like stays locked onto your target. You know, it's like a stationary in one direction and your target can move in and out of it. Uh, it reminds me of the Azure Comet in Elden Ring, the big like Kamehameha blast that like deletes bosses in like three seconds. It kind of looks like that. And if they designed it like that I, then i'm i'm guessing it's going to deal like a, an absurd amount of damage like an absolute ridiculous amount of which i hope so i hope that's the yeah. case uh for, some, for just like giant like freaking laser cannon that just it goes in one single <laughs> direction easy to avoid super duper like you almost certainly will be able to avoid it but if you touch it guaranteed yeah. death that's what i hope it is honestly it kind of gives me the vibes of the i don't know the name of it you'll you'll have to let me know you'll remember it but the uh the templar alt Nova, no, not Nova. Oh, the, the yeah, Nova. Is it called Nova? Okay, yeah. Yeah, they've been ground that, AOE. Yeah, that it 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 basically it hits that spot. Very easy to avoid. Like, but you know, if you're in that spot, it's very high heavy damage. I kind of get those types of vibes from this ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would imagine it'd be even more damage than that, though. I mean, yeah, just because it's going to be even harder to hit because it's that straight single line. Yeah, I'm guessing we're going to see that tooltip and like jaw drop, like how much damage it is. I'm ho- <laughs> I hope so. I think that just from what it looked like, that's what it seems like it should be. 
at least for a little while, you know, let it be like ridiculously yeah, overpowered they, for like a patch or two. Come yeah, on. it will be. It will be. They're, the, the Arcanist is going to be a low OP when it launches. They it's always are. They always are. Yeah, if they're that's how if they're doing it right, it will be. Yeah, got to build up that hype. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We have uh, actually have quite a bit of other stuff to talk about, so stick around. We'll be right back. Let's talk about PvP. We had our second Capture the Relic weekend. Um, just as annoying as I remember. More so, oh, actually, probably. Oh boy, it was a bad one. Not a fan of Capture the Relic weekend. I feel I feel like everyone kind of learned from the first time, and like now they're just ready for it. Like, oh, I still have my Relic build oh. from last time, you know, and they just kind of jumped right in and started being super duper annoying. By annoying, I mean taking the objective very seriously is really all yeah. I mean. Well, and and here's the thing, like, I mean, how many times we, I mean, even if it was a quick, like a quick queue, like, let's say it was a quick queue pop, we're in queue for 10 minutes, and mm -hmm. the match lasts three minutes. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's the a part. struggle for sure. That's the annoying part. The, I would say that would be the one good thing I would say about Capture the, Rel Capture the Relic Weekend is that it was fast queues. But faster games. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of on us. You know, we knew it was Capture the Relic weekend. We When we queued up, we knew what we were getting mm -hmm. into. We probably should have just gone to Imperial City. Yeah. Honestly, you know. And I kind of learned that from that. I think when... Uh, I remember Chaos Ball weekend being really annoying, Ooh. too, and not really having very much fun with that. So I think when that rolls around, that's going to be my Imperial City weekend. Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm right there with you because exactly what you just said. So, like... Based on how these have rolled out, the Relic Weekend, when it first started, was like, oh, man, it can't get worse than this. Then the Chaos Ball Weekend happened, and it was like, oh, my gosh, it's absolutely worse. Yeah. Um, and, and then this Relic Weekend, like, you know, Relic number two, like, the builds were prepped and ready. And so it was like, man, this is worse than the Chaos Ball. But I think, just like you said, I think now that the, that the Chaos Ball is coming, we know it's going to be the next one. Builds are going to be prepped and ready. It's going to be version two. I don't even think I'm going to attempt it. Like, I, I might just, I don't even know if I'll even try to jump into one. It's just not my, not my style of BG. Yeah, I think I've already decided, you know, like, I kind of need an excuse to do Imperial City more often anyway. So that's just a perfect opportunity, mm. you know, like, I know I'm not going to be having fun in Battlegrounds during that weekend. So, hey, let's go get some Telvar. We'll have some fun in IC. It'll be, it'll be a good time. So. That is my plan. The thing is, is like Capture the Relic and uh, Chaos Ball are actually two of my favorite modes aside from Deathmatch when it's just like the random queue, you know, like they're actually kind of fun, but it's like when everyone specifically builds for it, it's not fun to me. Yeah. I don't like it. You know, I feel like that the, the, the subtext there is that the reason why we like those is because they at least will promote some some fighting in in the battleground it's not you necessarily have to fight in yeah those. we don't necessarily yeah. like the, collecting the relics or collecting the the chaos ball but to the the capture the flags you know there's just teams absolutely running from each other and and then well you know like there are times when i will play the objective in a capture the relic like uh if it's like you know we go to an enemy base and they're all there, and we have like a full like three v three fight or three v four because we probably have someone at home base guarding, you know. Mm -hmm. And we all have a knockdown drag out, and we 
end up prevailing and wiping their team, I'm going to grab that relic as like a trophy and run it home. You know what I mean? In that case. Yeah. I, I, I like doing it that way. But the thing is like capture the relic weekend is not like that. No. <laughs> That's not how it goes. No. Um, so anyway, so I just learned my lesson, you know, that'll be Imperial city weekend next time. Um, one really standout moment in the last couple of weeks was uh, I did this um, pre-made with uh, Uncle Sam, Slavka, and my good friend Garion. Um, this wasn't like for any event or anything. We were just hanging out and we're like, hey, let's group up. Um, so we jumped into the group queue and ended, ended up in some of the most extreme, probably the most extreme sweaty uh, matches I've ever been in. <laughs> you know, we were all like kitted out we had like our healers and everybody like our squad was somewhat fairly optimized so we were like okay if if ever we're equipped to to take these guys on it's now you know so let's let's give it a try um it actually went better than i expected uh we were we were definitely the weakest team of the three that that was clear but it wasn't we weren't just getting walked on you know we got some kills our, our death counts weren't embarrassing by any means you know we were we were in the fight uh and, and against those players i actually felt really really good like we did not feel yeah, demoralized yeah. you know we were like both we we're kind of patting ourselves on the back like hey we're hanging with these guys you know good job because we knew all those names you know we've seen them all yeah. like we're, we knew what we were in store for we're like sit up straight boys get ready <laughs> um so uh sam was on his frost warden slavka on his nightblade as always um garion was uh garion's normally a, a templar main but he was on a dragon knight uh, and then I was healing. I was first healing on my Necromancer, and then I switched to my Warden after a couple of matches, or after one match. Um, I thought I would just really quickly talk about my experience playing those two different healers, because this, this is a really great comparison with those two. I'm, I'm always trying to compare my two healers, and I'm, usually I'm kind of concluding that my Necro is kind of my superior healer. That's the one I'm going to grab that can carry most teams. She has a lot of supplemental damage, a lot of crowd control, debuffs, and and some good heals as well. Um, but my Warden, all she really does is heal. She doesn't have any of that other stuff. It's just a whole lot of heals, and that's it. Um, so when I was on my Necro, you know, we were doing okay, but it kind of dawned on me, well, Sam's on his Frost Warden. He's got kind of the, the CC under control already. Uh, and we have plenty of damage. We don't really need, we just really need really strong heals is kind of mm -hmm. what we have to have here. Um, so I switched to Lola, my warden, and it really did go way, way better. Um, you know, we, we were able to actually brawl and like kind of bang with those guys a little bit and, and hang in there a lot, uh, a lot more with, uh, with despair, we were having to retreat a lot more. Um, we were just taking too much heat. So that was just a great demonstration of like, I've always kind of theoretically said before, like, well, Lola would be my best healer in the right situation, but usually despair is the one I want. That this was that situation where Lola prevails. I thought that was just cool to yeah, that kind of really see cool. that. And you, I mean, you're right on the money with the the necros are absolutely what what makes them at least the way that me and you have built them is that that support side is very CC based. But yeah, if you've got a you know, frost warden on the team that you know CCs under control, then yeah, that's a really it's a really good point that that then you can just focus on the heals. You don't need that CC. So Sam's correcting me a little bit here. He said we had the least deaths that game and the second most kills the last game. Okay, my bad. There you my go. Hold, yeah, yeah. I um. Well, I'm telling you, I thought I thought we we hung with those guys pretty darn well. Yeah. Um, 
I would like to kind of that, and that wasn't even really our normal squad. Like Garion's a really great player, but he's not someone who plays with us normally, you know. So we're like our team dynamic and our team composition that we normally play with that we're kind of comfortable with, you know, wasn't there. I I really wonder if we got our normal squad that we normally play with. Shout out to King Nar. He's usually in there healing us. Um, I would like to go at it again with that group and see how that goes. <laughs> Actually, just last night, we did go up against some of those guys. I don't think it was the exact same teams, but some of those same players. And uh, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we had a rough, we had a little bit of rough, rough time last uh, night. Yeah. But uh, still fun. You know, again, I, I it's like, I never really get demoralized when going up against those people when it goes like that. It's just like, yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's like, even if you're like, even in last night when we're saying it was rough, like even then it wasn't, it wasn't like the curb stomps that we, you know, we've, mm-hmm. me and you have been experienced in the past. Like, oh, we total, were hanging. Yeah. Like yeah. I think total, our team had like six or seven deaths and King Nars saying, uh, talk about the four of the same, uh, tune game. Uh, yeah, we, we got all four Dragonites together on a team. Uh, was, was that glorious. just last night or? Or is it the last? I think it was last night. It was all yeah, four was Dragonites. It was glorious. Pretty darn fun. You know those other teams. You pull up the scoreboard. You see four Dragonites on a team. That's that's not going to be a good time for you. Oh probably. man, it was <laughs> glorious. Know? Highlight of the night was uh, there was a team that was just kind of uh, you know they they had stacked up. They'd kind of waited for us. Those are my highlight of the night. They kind of you could kind of tell they were sitting there waiting for us, waiting for us to engage in the fight. And there was one unfortunate soul. He was like maybe two meters ahead of the rest of his team. It was like, he was the front one and it was just leap, 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 <laughs> leap. He was gone. And those, the rest of his team just bailed. They took off. It was like, they saw that and it was just pure terror. Oh man. What a glorious uh, moment it was. It was just it's so funny. There was nothing that guy could do. I mean, he, he didn't stand a chance. Just caught us at that perfect time. We basically had no healer except, I think King Nar had a resto ult on his back bar for like emergencies, but otherwise it was just like kind of every man for himself. But uh, yeah, it was working. We just kind of we just kind of overpowered everyone with just sure just brutality. You know, <laughs> it worked. It was pretty glorious. Yeah, I love those where we do a team of all the same class. We've done that before with Sorks. We did a four Sork night. Um, that that was really fun too. Yep. That one. It kind of depends on the teams you're going up against, though, because we tried that again another night, and it was not nearly <laughs> as fun. Because we went up against some like really good DK brawlers, and they just kind of shut us down, honestly. Some duo action. We've had uh, Old Betsy and Lord of Nords teaming up here lately, the classic duo. They've both been upgraded pretty significantly yeah, recently. absolutely. Absolutely. Both in really great shape, and so they make a better pair than ever, really. Um, I really like them two together. Like, I think I always think like from a role play perspective, like their personalities, they must be funny to like the banter between (laughs) them two, you know, like, um, Oh yeah. I always kind of think Betsy's always kind of like all business and everything. And Lord of Nords is very just kind of brash and loud. Oh yeah. He's yeah, absolutely. But Betsy's a vampire now. She's kind of. Just, I don't know, know. She's loosened up a bit. She's so, coming around. Uh, she did, she's not as bothered by old Lord of North's uh, personality yeah. as of late. <laughs> they get along. He, I go. think Lord of North kind of likes this new Betsy. Yeah. Um, but they make a great pair. They're both very AOE focused. They're both mm-hmm. very brawly. Yeah. Um, Lord of Nords, who's your DK to, to remind yep. anyone. 
Uh, he's just like this giant tanky brute, you know, so you can just kind of get in there and absorb all this damage. And Betsy's also a part-time healer if she needs to be as well. So she's kind of helping you just kind of keep going yes. and she can hang in there right next to you as well and, and brawl as well. Um, and it's just a great duo. They just, yeah, they're, they're just fun. Really fun. They, they complement each other really well. And we were, we were having some good results. It was, it was going really, really well. Yeah. Buddy cops. Uh, Chris Lacan says they're buddy cops. Absolutely. Buddy cops. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's how, that is kind of how I think of them. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you and Sam did some duo DK yeah. a couple days ago. I was seeing some screenshots of you guys brutalizing some poor, we, some poor we were having a, a glorious time. That's really kind of what gave uh, birth to the idea of the four DKs is that me and me and Sam, uh, shout out uncle Sam, were running the, the duo DKs and we were just, uh, Molly whopping. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, uncle Sam's words there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but man, uh, it was some, it was some great results. You know, you know, I, uh, if, if you ever, if you ever want to feel good about your PVP skills, just go out there and, and duo with uncle Sam. It's going to make you feel a little bit just better. Get carried by Sam. There you go. It's <laughs> going to make you feel a little bit better. Well, um, I know Lord of Nords has gotten some pretty significant upgrades lately. Do you want to talk a bit about what's going on with him? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 this is going to be a record for Uncle Sam shoutouts here, but uh, shout out Uncle Sam again here is that, uh, you know, I logged in, I don't remember how long ago it was now, a week or two ago. I kind of logged in and, and for anybody that knows, Sam has a, a, a DK out there that is just ferocious. Uh, <laughs> guy is, is amazing. He's getting unbelievable results and damage with the DK. And so if you were to talk to him about his DK, you wouldn't think so, though. You no. would think it was trash. Yeah. You... <laughs> he, he, he would say it's really struggling on the build, but... Uh, he's just... always like, ah, I just need some more damage. I'm, <laughs> I need some other set that's like... It's not... He's getting 7 million damage in a yeah. match. He's like, yeah, I just need a little more damage. Just, I don't feel like I quite have the sauce, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. is exactly... Yeah, that, that is exactly right. But... Uh, we had a lot of fun. We just kind of logged in and we were just kind of talking DK strategy and going through abilities. And, you know, he was kind of talking about his DK and what works for him, what works really well. And then I was kind of talking about mine with the Oaken Soul and kind of, you know, the sacrifices I give up with Oaken Soul, but the benefits it gives and kind of making it work. And really, I, there was just some slight tinkering to the Lord of Nords build. Really, the sets haven't changed. It's a five piece Ravager, a two piece Bloodspawn. Uh, three-piece uh, agility uh, with the Oaken Soul uh, Mythic Ring and then one-piece trainee. Um, but the tinkering that really kind of went on there is the uh, I swapped two of the jewelry traits to Bloodthirsty from Infused. Um, and then I, I, I kept one Infused because that's actually a stamina recovery glyph, so still mm. Infused to get the stamina recovery. But the two Bloodthirsty made a huge difference. And then on the bar, I was actually, uh, the bar's really not changed at all. I run the uh, Noxious Breath, the Quick Cloak, uh, Molten Whip, uh, Coagulating Blood, and then I do Leap for the Ultimate. And then I used to run the Spendawin. Um, and I actually dropped that ability, which is crazy, because it seemed like the kind of the staple of the build. But uh, Sam's the one that recommended this, and it is made... A night and day difference. I actually dropped it for the deep breath ability, and it has just made all the difference on this build. Like this build has really gotten really, really good results. And even in some of the sweaty matches, like you know, last night we were talking about some of the matches that we were playing with, some of the players we were playing with, and 
just the elite of the elite. And even in those matches, like, you know, you know, two and two, which in those matches is like, I will take that every time. Uh, that's God mode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like two kills, two deaths. And then I think there was another one where I had like five kills, two deaths. And and so. Oh, um, yeah. That's just absolute God tier in those <laughs> matches for sure. Um, the build is just it's just reached another level. And it's it's just kind of a combination. Obviously, the bloodthirsty has really helped it finish off kills. That's been a huge part of it. And and the key to that deep breath is one, it lets me stay on the offensive, but it also is doing a, a passive heal to you while you're using it. So mm-hmm. while you're attacking people, you're getting health back. And then the second piece to that is it's stackable damage. So yeah. before with the breath and the whip and the spin to win, it's like none of those stacked up. None of those put a lot of pressure out at once. It was just kind of if it all lined up and, and, you know, and their health was low, then it could work out. But that deep breath actually hitting the damage at the same time as the as the noxious breath with the dot, with the whip. I can time all those up to where they're all hitting at the same time. And it has just made huge, huge, uh, just direct results, just really positive results on the build. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm sure that bloodthirsty is really like, kind of makes up for the mm-hmm. fact that you don't have that execute anymore. Yep. You know, you kind of still do in a way. Absolutely. And I, you know, and I, I, I was really happy. I really like that Ravager set, you know, it ramps up the damage with the breath. Uh, it allows the, the build to get up to quite a bit of damage when it's fully ramped up. It gets about, uh, 6,200, uh, weapon and spell damage. So, it, you know, good amount. Uh, and I, re- the, the thing I really like about the Ravager set is that it, it's a heavy set and I wear five pieces on the body. So I am running five heavy, um, which allows, you know, it's it's a brawler. Like you said, it's a tanky brawler. It's going to take a hit build. And that five heavy is a big part of what allows me to do that. And then for those traits, I am running uh, seven well-fitted. And that is just for the sustain. Uh, I, I, roll yeah. quite a, I roll quite a bit for, a, for a, a heavy brawler build. You were saying also, I think last night, that that deep breath has a pretty big impact on your stamina sustain too, since it costs Magicka. Yeah. And like your spin to win, you know, you kind of have a tendency to spam that ability. And so you're mm-hmm. just like stamina, stamina, stamina yep. every time you hit that thing. Yeah, it, that, that's a great point. And because that's the thing right now is that, I mean, anybody in BGs right now knows like when you get somebody down to like that last 15, 20 percent health right now, it is very difficult to finish people off mm-hmm. um, there, you know, the undeath passive, all these things. And so. You're exactly right. When I'd get, they'd get down to that uh, that that much health, and I'd just be spamming that spin to win, trying to finish them off. And you know, I may drop four of them before they actually get finished off. Well, my stamina bar is just depleted at that point. And so, what this did is it really brought a lot more balance to the sustain of the build. And then now I actually run two stamina abilities, two magic abilities, and then the molten whip, which is actually split right down the middle of a stamina and magic ability. And it is, yeah. it's made big difference for the sustain. It feels a lot better. Nice. Yeah, man. Lord of Nord just is in great shape. I was watching you uh, duel uh, Uncle Sam's just totally broken Frost Warden and <laughs> pretty long extended. I mean, I think Uncle Sam ended up winning, but it took a while to get there, you know. Uh, <laughs> he can hold his own. Yeah, I think. That's a solid test for that build right there. Yeah. There was one where he was actually absolutely about to kill me and finish me off, but our Q popped for the BG, and so counted as a tie. 
It's on the record books. That's I right. Tied that's Sam. I tied You're him. saying had him right where you wanted <laughs> him. Had him right where I wanted him. Uh, and maybe one of the greatest additions, uh, Uncle Sam makes a great point, the, uh, the deep breath, one of the coolest looking DK abilities. I mean, Extremely cool looking. All, all DK abilities are all pretty awesome looking. They've got some of the best animations, but the deep breath's right up there at the tip top of those. If you um, can cast a, cast a deep breath, do a leap, and then you do your fully charged molten whip when the deep breath explodes. It's the most beautiful so you, thing. You got the leap and the explosion with the twirling whip. Ah, oh, man. Amazing. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say this, because this is maybe one of the best upgrades of Lord of Norts lately. He is officially riding around on a giant bald eagle nowadays. And it's, That's just, right. it's just the most perfect mount, <laughs> <That> new mount. <laughs> I could have ever asked for for Lord of North. He's just got a ginormous bald eagle. He's just, he's in a good spot right now. I really have, I feel like I, you know, I've said this in the past that like Lord of Nords, he, he's my, he's my PVP main now. He just has been that way. He's been my favorite. He's my favorite to play. But I, I feel like I've really officially, he's really just locked in now. Is that he's my go-to main? It's kind of I test out the other builds, but I always come, I always come back to good old Lord of Norths. Yeah, yeah, he's your Betsy. There you go. That's right. He's he's my Betsy. Um, well, we said Betsy. Um, <laughs> you know what that means? Oh, Betsy, you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many episodes in a row this is that I've just basically just talked about Betsy, but uh, I'm just kind of stuck on Betsy right now. You know, the heart wants what it wants, and um, when I when I feel drawn to Betsy, I don't fight it at all. You know, she's the main. She's she's my favorite. She takes priority over any other character, and um, you know, really, there are long stretches of time that I go without playing my main at all, and I still call her my main, even though it's sometimes been months since I've really played with her. A significant amount of time it's because i just i already know she's on lock you know like mm-hmm. the main she's she's always going to be good but i kind of want to explore these other builds and, and all this stuff and i know she's always going to be there but then when it's betsy time it's betsy time you know <laughs> we're going to get serious about it um so she's just in phenomenal shape for for as much complaining as i'm doing about templar um the fact remains, this is my best build by far. I think my best build that I have right now. Uh, it's uh, it's the same that it was last time I talked about her. It's wretched vitality on the back bar with a bow, deadly strikes as a double bar set, black rose prison dual wield on the front bar, gaze of Sithis mythic helm and one piece magma incarnate. It's a medium well fitted setup. Um, that bloodthirsty jewelry that I was talking about on the last episode, making that change, awesome. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge, huge difference. I get way more kills than I than I used to. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, I've always talked about Betsy. She she doesn't bring in the big kill counts necessarily. Not true anymore. She does. She, <laughs> she does absolutely does now. Yeah. Um that uh vampire stage three undeath passive, awesome. I was I was just saying to Uncle Sam a few nights ago, it's like I'm playing a different game now. <laughs> like there, it's the, the point at which like where my health bar gets, where I start panicking and start like retreating and trying to recover, it's way lower, you know, and it's just like naturally, you know, I haven't really been thinking about it. It's just like, naturally, I just kind of feel like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm safe as long as I'm above this threshold here. So that's, that's just been really awesome. I wanted to talk actually a little bit about that undeath passive because, you know, you read the description and it says, you know, you take up to 30% reduced damage based on your missing health. And I think when you read that, it's easy to think, 
okay, cool, when I'm low on health, this thing will be helping me out. But not at all, actually. This thing is helping you out all the time. The moment you lose any health, as soon as you hit 99% health, you're getting something out of this undeath passive. It starts kicking in right away. And when you're at 85% health, it's giving you uh, about 5% mitigation, which is equivalent to minor protection. Um, at 60%, it's giving you basically an equivalent to major protection. And at 50%, it's basically giving you the equivalent to both major and minor protection, except better because it's a, it's a single source. So it's being calculated only once rather than twice. So you're getting more out of it, basically. Hmm. Um, and then it just keeps getting better from there. The more and more you lose health, you know, like, so you feel it. The moment you take any damage, you feel it there. Absolutely. So I, I think it's important to keep that in mind. It's not, it's not, you're not only benefiting from it when you're low on health. That's when you're benefiting from it the most, when you need it the most, but you're getting very good value all the time. Um, I need this new mist farm. I, I need it. <laughs> need it now. I need it right now. Can we Where just. Where is it? <laughs> I don't want to wait the the one and a half weeks, guys. Just give it to me now. I won't tell anyone. All right, I promise. You you listening, Kevin? Kev? Huh? Kev? <laughs> awesome buddy? score, Kevin. Come on, dude. You said all those nice things. So, like I've said before about her offense, it's all about those AOE pulses, uh, solar barrage, deadly cloak, um, crescent sweep ultimate. Soon the the new mist form is going to be part of that. Uh, and then jabs on top of all of that. So it's just this walking ball of death, you know, and I like that the AOE all follows me, you know, I walk around and the AOE is where I go. That That's really nice. And it's just super effective, super duper yeah. effective. That's honestly the biggest thing I would say about Betsy is that's the key right there of how you've made up for all these, these Stamplar nerfs is that the, the nerf to jabs and the nerf to the, the power of the light, like that's where you've you've filled in the holes to where Betsy's come out ahead is this, this AOE nightmare that you've become for opposing yeah. players is that that's where you've made up for it right there. Yeah. This is the thing. This is kind of the, the gimmick that I've found that can still work really well. And it's still like straight up a stamina Templar, you know, it's not mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, I have wretched vitality. So that naturally makes her kind of hybrid because she can use a lot of magicka, but I'm, she's a Stamplar, you know, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great. The, the damage is, it's, I kind of think of it as like a pressure, like damage over time build, but it honestly can be quite bursty at times. Like when all those AOEs are stacking up, if you get a couple of good crits and it kind of, it kind of gives this illusion that it's like the old jabs, like it's hitting as hard as it used to, you know, cause you, all they really see the, these AOEs are happening, but all they kind of really see is just jabs hitting them yeah. and they're losing all this health. So that's just kind of what it looks like. Um, her support kit is, uh, the standard support kit. It's extended ritual, uh, honor the dead, the barrier ultimate, and then vigor just to keep herself alive. It's nice to have uh, vigor. Like as long as I can cleanse and cast vigor, then I'm almost certainly going to be able to stay alive through pretty much anything. And so I can, I can just not really worry about myself and just spam honor the dead on a teammate as much as I want to. I can run totally out of magicka. No big deal. I'll, I'll still be fine. 
And the, like that. The, the barrier old man for teams for some of the team fights mm-hmm. that is a lifesaver. Yeah, on those really mega sweaty matches where I know like we need a little more support, then I won't use my offensive ult and I'll just hang on to that barrier and and use that when needed. And yeah, it can be super helpful. It's just the sauce that Lord of Nords needs to get to that next leap. Just a couple yep. extra seconds. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a extremely well rounded build, like the most well rounded build. It's like the opposite of a one trick pony. <laughs> so that's it's always what i've loved about betsy you know she elevates any team no matter what team no matter what their strategy is she will adapt to them you know do you need extra heals we got that do you need damage we have plenty of that uh are we going to brawl are we going to be a hit and run squad you know mm-hmm. name it you know we're, we're going to do it um i i love that i love having like one perfect build that can just do anything that's my favorite and like you said i feel like one of the most underrated parts of betsy is that she can absolutely turn into a team healer like some of her heal yeah. numbers lately have been ridiculous yeah she i mean it's it's not uncommon for her to get like 400 500k heals mm-hmm. you know while still getting like a million or so damage yeah if, if needed she can do it um so yeah and, and from a role play perspective like ever since she turned into a vampire she seriously is a totally different person now <laughs> like she's always been like very all business you know she wears her hair up and she's like kind of serious um but now she's a vampire she's like a creature of the night she's totally uninhibited i gave her a different hairstyle her hair's like long and she wears it down and <laughs> you know she's she's kind of partying a little bit in the afterlife I just, yeah you know? i like to think of it as betsy you know she died she's looking at a new set of rules now she's dead yeah you know? she's things have changed exactly. a bit new rules you know she might she might start experimenting a little bit you never know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how Betsy got her groove back? There you go. She just there died. You go. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, one last build I want to talk about isn't actually a build that I have put together or that anyone I know has put together. But shout out to Joral for sharing this build idea that he has that he is working on getting together, and he's going to let me know how it goes once he tests it out. But it seems like such a cool idea, and he said mm. it was cool for me to talk about it. But it's um it's a magicka sorcerer using the Stormweaver uh, mythic pants, which is hey I'm already I'm listening. <laughs> um, using that along with the Coral Riptide set, which is that set that gives you up to 740 weapon and spell damage based on your missing stamina, uh, and it maxes out at like 33% stamina. It's a really strong set. But basically, the idea is you can use Dark Conversion to drain your stamina all the way down as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. As long as you're wearing Stormweaver, you know, you can still block and break free and all that stuff with your Magicka. Um, so just, you know, drain that stamina bar. You get the full benefit of Coral Riptide, a ton, 740 weapon and spell so damage weapon on your stat damage. sheet, you know, like straight to the stat so sheet. So much. Um, so that's just a really cool idea. And then another cool idea. I think he's going to try it on the same build, but you wouldn't necessarily have to do it on the same build. Is um, the rest of staff has a a passive called Absorb, and uh, it restores 600 Magicka when blocking, and it has a 0.25 second cooldown, so it can happen up to four times a second. But if you're using Stormweaver's Cavort, then blocking costs Magicka even with the rest of staff. Uh, and then you're getting 600 Magicka back every time you block, basically. Um, which is probably, if you're wearing a few, maybe maybe a few uh, sturdy pieces of armor, then that's going to be like over half of your block cost right there being uh, yeah. reduced. 
Um, so that could just be a really tasty little setup right there. You know, a ton of damage with very little risk. Just drain that stamina bar all the way down. And then you can kind of have a perma block with a resto staff on your back bar. Seems really yeah. cool. Yeah, that does seem like a really cool idea for a set. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't it the prisoner's rag set that you were talking yeah, about? That that was my neat. That I I would love the idea of you do the Stormweaver with the Coral Riptide, and then your other set is you just do the prisoner rags, and that's the one that your sprint costs fifty percent less. And then when you sprint, I can't remember how much it is, but when you sprint, you basically restore Magicka. And I'm so looking it up right now on that uh, build. You yeah, just, you restore 1,035 Magicka every one second while sprinting. Yeah, that's a lot. That's an insane amount of sustain. So you, you, the Coral Riptide, 700 weapon spell damage. I mean, that's there's your damage. You got the Storm Weaver, so everything's going Magicka. And then 50% reduced cost on Sprint. So that's a huge sustain buff right there for your Magicka. Yeah, and plus then, Sprint's costing yeah. Magicka, and you're and getting 1,000 Magicka per second back. Yeah, wow. and then when you're Sprint and you're getting 1,000 back, you're, you, I mean, it almost seems like it would be unlimited sustain uh, yeah. and you, you, with the Coral Riptide to heavy hit. I mean, I mean, that just seems like it could be a really that's cool... That's a neat... Even if, like... Even if you don't use Coral Riptide, I feel like I just want to try that with yeah. Stormweaver. I, I've you know? been meaning, I've been meaning to try the Prisoner's Rag with Stormweaver, Stormweaver, just to see because I really do think I think it would be unlimited sustain. I don't think your Magic Bar would drain at all while you're sprinting. I think it would just literally. I think you're probably right. Stay full. Um, so it probably wouldn't be would, like overpowered or anything, but it could be fun. Just a fun build to play yeah. around with, you know. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean. Because that's the thing. I think how great it'd be. Even if you go into a fight and you just unload your entire combo and it burns through your Magicka, the fact that yeah. sprinting off is going to restore your Magicka back. Like, you just do a couple sprint circles and you get it back. Like, yeah. I mean, heck, you may just lock in the build where you're just sprinting all the time. Like, just whatever, you know, just set up your key, your binding to where sprint is always in place. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody does catch up to you, you know, flip to your resto bar, perma block, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your set. Like, yeah, absolutely. Stormweaver's cool, man. It's a cool dude. Yeah. It's a cool I knew idea. as soon as I saw it, like, man, I think this thing's gonna be cool. It took a while mm-hmm. to kind of come around and, and try something with it. And as soon as I did, it's like, yes, this thing is awesome. I do love the idea of it with Coral Riptide, though, because mm-hmm. you don't need stamina at all. Like, there's no purpose to having stamina. Yeah, yeah. Except for to cast vigor, but like You'll always have enough to do that. That's the yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Joral, for sharing that uh, build idea with us. So uh, hopefully Joral will report back on on how that goes, and then we will report to you guys. Um, I've been doing a little PvE here lately. Actually, quite oh, a bit of PvE. Getting the PvE in. Yep, doing a little, it's, it's for the purposes of PvP. P, but uh <laughs> i think i'm gonna be doing it a little while i've uh i've finally have um uh, i've completed veteran black rose prison for the first time uh actually i've done it twice since the last time uh we talked but uh the first and second time ever um uh, the first time took seven and a half hours so that's a that's a commitment right there took an entire day off to do that that's a commitment. Um, a lot of bathroom breaks and <laughs> It was a, it was a time and, and it was kind of a, it was kind of a random group. I was with a couple of people that I knew, but we were just, it was kind of a ragtag group, honestly. Uh, the second attempt was like a week later and we were ready this time. And we had a serious group together. Um, the, 
shout out to Axolian, Shadow, and Zoe. That was the people that I was with. Uh, Axolian was healing. Shadow was on uh, on tank. Uh, Zoe was DPS. Uh, Shadow. Uncle Sam told me this a long time ago, and I, I believed him. I just seeing it with my own two eyes. It's like unbelievable what an amazing <laughs> tank Shadow is. Just a straight hard carry through that place, man. Like um, Sam put it perfectly great. Like if you just need a tank that just can tank the entire room for you so that you can just do whatever you got to do shadows your guy and i'm telling you dude it's to it's totally true like we were in there like stuff that's not supposed to be tankable you know we're like trying to do mechanics this is veteran black rose you know we're like all right shadow you gotta like take these ads over there and then we'll do the boss and we'll do this thing and he's like no i'll just taunt everything and we're <laughs> let's like, just no, take no, it no, all no no <laughs> and then we're like no 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 we got to do the mechanics so you do this and he's like no i'll just i'll just tank everything we're like, okay, all right. And man, he just tanked everything. Just he just straight freaking face tanked it all. Uh, it was easy. Like, I was kind of dreading taking another tackle at, at Veteran Black Rose. I was like, man, it took over seven hours last time. I guess, here we go. We actually gave ourselves a two-hour limit. And we were like, if however far we are in two hours, that's just it. And we'll try again later. Uh, and we finished it in an hour and a half. We had time to spare it. I mean, we wiped a few times, but each time it's like we knew exactly what killed us. You know, like, all right, we got it this time. You know, no big deal. Um, yeah, so uh, it wasn't just Shadow. I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed by a really good tank. It seems like it's really hard to do and it's always very impressive. Uh, but also Zoe did probably like 30% more DPS than me on average throughout the whole whole time. Like just amazing DPS on it. I think it was like a heavy attack necro build is what it looked like. Um, and Axolion, really great healer, uh, but really his biggest contribution is he was the grand strategizer. He was the one calling out all the mechanics and making sure we all knew exactly what we needed to be doing and all of that. Just an awesome group, man. And we're going to do it again, uh, I think tomorrow, actually, tomorrow morning. We're planning to do another run and I'm still trying to get Heck those yeah. perfected maces for Betsy. Uh, so that's the plan. Um, I've actually taken a small pause. I mean, I'm going to do this veteran Black Rose run tomorrow, but then I'm taking a small pause from Black Rose to do some much easier PVE farming to put together a brain dead easy heavy attack Sork build <laughs> that I can just hold down that heavy attack button and do 100k DPS. That's what I want to do. Uh, then we're going to jump back into Black Rose and, and, and continue on <laughs> with the grind to maybe not develop Carpal Tunnel quite so fast. Uh, oh, man. So it's like, it's funny. I'm doing PVE to do more PVE for a PVP build. <laughs> it, all, it all goes back, always points back to the BGs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all my PVE adventures, and that's really all I've been up to. That's everything. Um. Uh, Anything else, Davis, you've been up to in ESO lately? Um, the only thing I would say is that, uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, me and, uh, me and Sam had gotten some good duos with the two DKs, but, you know, we were hopping in uh, Imperial City uh, in between the, the BGQs, and even that was going real well. Those two DKs went really well, but we, we had some fun in Imperial City as well. We were just, we were just doing the loop, and we were just kind of an kind of unstoppable duo. Nice. Grizzly said, need to know the, the build, the set. So I'm, I guess for the PVE heavy attack build, it's, uh, it's the one that everyone's doing. Stormmaster and Sergeant's Mail and Oaken Soul. No, I think he's asking about uh, Shadow's tank build. Oh, uh, you know, he shared that build with me. He gave me a screenshot, but I don't, 
have quick access to that. Um, but it's a it's a tank build. It's a good one. <laughs> it's good a good one. tank build. Maybe we'll maybe we'll um, dive deep into that on a future episode because that that might be fun. Yeah. Um, it's time to read some emails. Guess what? For real this time, we got for some legit real. Emails. Turns emails. Out you, you got an S on that, huh? Emails. Turns out if you Ooh. offer people a million gold to email you, they'll they'll do it. Things uh, have changed. <laughs> Uh, so if you remember us mentioning on previous episodes, uh, we got a, a very generous donation from Danjavan to the, to the guild bank. Uh, long story short, the goons, we got a little gold to toss around more than a little, honestly, uh, quite a lot. So, um, scroll podcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. If you want to send us an email and what we're doing from now on for, for every episode until we run out of gold, which will probably be a very long time. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to. You know, keep asking you guys to email us, and every episode we're going to choose one person from the people that emailed us to win a hefty gold reward. I think we'll vary the amount each episode. It'll be a surprise, but this being the first one, we're going for the big one, people. We're going for the big one million. Here we go. Uh, so, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you send your emails. Uh, first one comes from Kingnar. Shout out to Kingnar. Uh, Kingnar says, hi, Ket and Davius. What is the biggest issue with battleground queues? Uh, and what are some of the possible fixes to help improve the current state of BGs? And there's more, but we'll, we'll pause and just kind of respond to that. Um, Davius, why don't you go first? What's wrong with BGs and how do we fix it? Whew. <laughs> well, here's what it is. Get out your pen and paper. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I, I think it just depends on who you ask. I mean, I think everybody's got a different opinion on it. My personal opinion. I think the, the 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 easiest way to to fix what I think what we would sum up a lot of the issues is and it kind of seems silly saying this but just just bring back the old queue system like at this yeah. point just bring it back to the way it was we don't want anything new we don't want anything different just bring it back to the way that it was bring the group and solo queue back together and bring where you can select the game mode like if you bring yes. back to that old queue system I think it would solve just so many problems that oh, fixes so many everything problems. that's yeah. really the the only thing needed is just that and it's crazy because it it existed it was that way yeah um but it just going back to that i think would yeah it would just it would fix queue times uh players arguing and getting in fights about objectives i just think it that it would just solve so many issues so many issues yeah it, that that created so many more problems than it solved when they split yes. the, the group and solo queue i think it improved a lot of player perception but i don't know if it solved any actual problems we've we've been all over that i don't think we have to but yeah i agree that's my answer to king we just need to go <laughs> back to the old queue system and all of our problems are solved and we'll all be you know holding hands and and, playing and rejoicing together <laughs> yeah um King's next question says, on the high-end MMR spectrum of Battlegrounds, how has toxicity affected your willingness to play? My answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It certainly has. And um, I think my thing that I want to say to that is that uh, if... I think think if you are being affected by someone being toxic or or just some kind of negative experience, I think you, you should let it 
affect your willingness to play to play don't be stubborn you know don't say to yourself yeah. i'm not going to let them win you know don't queue up again if you're really feeling negative on the inside you know you're not going to feel better uh just let them win you know they they got to you admit it to yourself log out go outside take your dog for a walk you know um it does affect me yeah i mean you, you know we play a lot yeah. Uh, and, uh, PVPers are just a salty bunch, you know, and if you kill someone, sometimes they just hate you forever now, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, all the I, reason they need. I will say this. I've always said this and, and is that one of the most disappointing things about this game to me is when you run into just an elite PVP or just unbelievable person in battlegrounds. And then you just kind of, then you kind of figure out that they're just a really toxic player. It's one of the most disappointing things of the game. Yeah, it is. Because it's like, I looked up to you, man. Yeah, and it just, it's extremely disappointing. I, I will counter that, however. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a, 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 just a shout-out to the goons here because we got a lot of PvPers in here and mm -hmm. a lot of people to do Battlegrounds and just the opposite of Toxic. Like, they are so much fun to play with. Uh, yes. we, we throw jokes all around, and, and, and you know, we, we see screenshots all the time during the day of, of goons fighting goons, and, and it's just good jokes and support and... How can we help each other out? How can we help the other, each other's builds and, and feedback? It's it's pretty pretty awesome community that it's it's come. <laughs> Grizzly, Grizzly Khan says. says Sam's super toxic. That is true, but he's the one, he's the only one. <laughs> just Sam, just Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we have to let him hang out with us, or he won't let us have any fun in battlegrounds. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um. King's last question. He says, what are your hopes for the future of battleground lobbies? Um, I'm convinced we're getting one in Q3. I'm just, I'm just letting my hopes run wild. We're getting one Q3. Uh, yeah. and I think what basically the answer to the first question, that's this, that's the real thing that's actually going to happen to address that. That's the fix basically that we're going to get. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, it's just, it's pretty simple, right? What we wanted to do. I, I just kind of look at it as like, you know, when you queue up for a dungeon with a group of four, you pick the dungeon, everybody gets ported there. Like, I just kind of look at it as like that. Instead of a group of four that you grew up and you queue up, I think you just get a, get a group of 12 people and there's your battleground lobby. And then it just throws you in there. I mean, that's kind of the simple, most basic. I, I, I think you've made some really cool ideas about changing up team sizes and, and things like that. I think that could be cool, but I think if they do it right, like you just click the start button and it starts no matter how many people are in there. Yeah. Well, that's, you know? that's a good point. Cause like, think about this, like, you know, you might not be able to find, uh, 12 people right now, but you could probably get, get six people together. So let's have a duos match, you know, or, or let's have, uh, let's not even have a third team. Let's have two teams of three. Yeah. You, know, you think that, uh, do you hope that it uh, allows you to choose teams, but also maybe has like a randomized button? I, I think they almost certainly would have to allow you to set your own teams. Uh, I, I could take or leave a randomized button. I don't think I need that, but I think you would have to be able to set your own teams, I would think. It's going to be interesting. It, it's it's going to be different than anything that's been in the game yeah. before, I feel like. But yeah, if I'm we're excited. getting it, but I, I'm <laughs> convinced like, it's happening. Hype is there. We've already decided this whole year. I'm we're convinced. hyped. We yeah. can't go back. Uh, yeah, if they do it right like that, where it's just like, hey, even if I just want to jump into a lobby all by myself, if I push the start button, it starts. That's what I want to happen. 
You just run around the battleground by yourself. Yeah, or a one v one, or just any number of possibilities. You know, pick the mode you want. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Kingnar. Thank you for your email. Yeah, man. great email. Next email comes from Gummy Bear. Gummy Bear says, "Hello, Ket and Davius. I was wondering what's the best way to stack damage uh, and penetration on builds. Any tips you guys might have for when you're creating a build and the best way to farm the sets you need." Um, I have a few tips that I wrote down here. Do you have anything, Davius, or do you just want me to dive I, in, or what? I, I mean, I, I think I'm on the same page as as you on this one. Is that really to stack the damage and penetration? My go-to um on almost all my builds when i'm trying to stack damage and penetration is is dual wield mm -hmm. uh dual wield hammers uh nern honed on the main and sharpened on the the offhand and that's like it's like the go-to you got your damage and then you'd also get your penetration up to a good spot that's that's kind of my go-to for both of those yeah so um i mean there's the there's the obvious things right like Medium and light armor give you, you know, penetration or, or weapon damage, uh, those passives. Maces give you penetration. Swords give you weapon and spell damage, whether it's two-handed or dual-wield. Dual uh, you have jewelry glyphs. You have Munda stones. You have um, abilities that give you penetration and damage. Uh, various sets. You know, those are all options. And that's, that's just kind of stuff for you to decide what you want in your build. Generally, uh, an investment in penetration is going to result in more damage. Uh, an investment into weapon and spell damage will give you less damage, but also some heals as well. Uh, so that's just the decision for you to make which one you want. Um, but yeah, a couple of pro tips of how to just kind of get the most bang for your buck with your investments here. Uh, just like Davius was saying, uh, dual wield out of all the different weapons, dual wield gives you the highest weapon and spell damage on your stat sheet. Um, maces, I think is generally what, what most people are, are going to go for to get that extra penetration. Nern honed on the main hand, sharpened on the other, on the other hand. Um, and then if you have a two handed weapon on the back bar with the infused trait and a weapon damage glyph, that's 452 pre-buffed weapon and spell damage. That's a big juicy chunk of weapon and spell damage for just from a glyph. Mm -hmm. So if you have a two-handed infused back bar with a weapon damage glyph and you have dual-wield maces, Nernhone sharpened, and you're wearing light or medium armor, you're already in a pretty good spot offensively, you know, and you still have quite a ways to go before your build's anywhere near done, you know. So I think if you can kind of start there, you kind of have a lot of room to go to make more damage investments or maybe some de defensive investments or, or whatever else. That's why I don't like heavy armor. Because it's like, man, I kind of just already have a lot of damage before I've even really figured out what my build is. You, you know me. I love, I love me some heavy armor to get a little bit more brawly. But you do yeah. make a great point. When you, when you do run heavy armor, you run like a five-piece heavy, you really kind of have to find different ways to get the, to get the damage. It, it's, you got to mm -hmm. kind of search for it in other ways. Oh, yeah. And I'm certainly not saying heavy armor is bad. I mean, I think... I think most of the PvP population does prefer heavy armor, and you can still do a lot of damage and all that stuff. Totally, yeah. Um, it's just like everyone has certain priorities in their builds, you mm -hmm. know. Like, uh, I feel like there's a there's a triangle, all right. You you can have there's damage, there's sustain, and there is mitigation, and you can basically have two of those things, and you have to decide <laughs> which of the two is most important to you. For me, it's sustain and damage. Yeah. yeah, those are the two that are important for me. 
And I feel like that's the thing. If you aim for the center of that triangle, you're not going to be good at any of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as tips for making a build, um, I thought about a few things as far as like how I approach making a build. Um, I think one piece of advice that maybe took me a little too long to figure out is you got to find a balance between making your own build decisions, but also taking the advice of others. You know, you got to find that middle ground somewhere <laughs> and not be too terribly stubborn, but also do be stubborn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know that's a weird one, but uh, it is, you got to listen to advice sometimes. Yeah. Uh, tip number two, equip wretched vitality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, number three, bloodthirsty trait. If you're a damage focused build, go bloodthirsty. Hundred percent. Uh, stage three vampire. I've also seen the light on that. It's very, very good. So if you have wretched vitality, three bloodthirsty, and stage three vamp in your build, you, you got a pretty good build already. Um, and this last one, I would really say this is probably more of a Davius piece of advice than anything, but I I agree with it. Um. Put fun first in your builds, you know, uh, any, <laughs> any build decisions that you're trying to make, if you're having a hard time, should I use this ability or this set or, or what, uh, what should I do? I'm kind of torn. Um, just let, let fun be the decision making there. What am I going to enjoy using the most? And that's, that's yeah. where you should go. Absolutely. Sam says, uh, stage three vampire and major evasion. And you are already a tank. That is true. Very true. Um, major evasion, 20% damage mitigation from AOE. It's been a while, so I'll remind people who maybe haven't heard our spiel about major evasion in a while. Um, 20% damage mitigation from all AOE attacks is significant in PvP. Everything that kills you is AOE. Yes. Everything that kills you besides <laughs> Nightblade ganks is yep. AOE. Um, I mean, I could name off a few, I guess, you know, Dawnbreaker, Leap, the Destro Ult, Meteor, Je the entire Templar offensive kit is AoE blast, aside from the blast Beam. Bones, Sub Assault. Yeah, Sub Assault, Blast Bones. I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, spin to win. Mm -hmm. um, even the new Sorcerer's Mage's Wrath it has that AoE component that you're going to have to look out for that. Plague Break, uh, you know, Necro Bombs for as long as they're still around, or even, you know, Nightblade Bombs, those are still going to be around. Um, even going forward, 20% damage mitigation just to all of that. You know, you're basically immune to Templars if you have that. Um, anyway, that's the that's the major evasion spiel yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gummy goes on to say, you guys run a tight ship. I enjoy the community you have created and the podcast. Uh, and he also says, please give a shout out to King Nar and Grizzly Khan for the DK help. Shout out to you guys. Nice. Thank you very much, Gummy Bear, for the email. Um, and we have one last email. Just He just slid it in right, right under the deadline. Just barely squeezed it in in time. Uh, from Uncle Sam. Um, the subject is shout out to King Nar. And Sam says, King sucks and I would like a million gold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Sums it up nice and tidy. Gets that, you know, gets the message he wants um, across in as few words as possible. So Sam wins, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
as far as how we decide who wins, I, f- I feel like, okay, so I've got this idea from another podcast who does something kind of like this, and they just kind of talk about it on the show and decide who they think should win based on who you know, prompted the most interesting discussion or, or, or maybe something was funny or whatever, you know, whatever stands out. Um, so I'm looking back through here. I'm, I'm thinking about the conversations we had here. I got to say, I love talking about theory crafting. I really liked gummy bears question. It was, you know, short and sweet, but we talked a lot about a lot about, about a lot of build stuff. And I liked that. Mm. What do you think? King Nars counting well, on you, Davius. Well, I know the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> Sam, and don't you worry, Sam. We're thinking about you, too. You're, you're definitely coming in third. You're, you're definitely uh, we're thinking three. about you, dude. You're definitely top three, <laughs> Sam. Like you're don't not. You worry. <laughs> you're top three, Sam. Top three for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think both King and Gummy had great, great uh, emails. That's, I feel like it's, I, if I'm being honest, it's tough to choose. I love the theory crafting. You know, that's like our bread and butter. But I, you know, I thought the king had some good questions there. I like the. Uh, you got to make a decision. You're putting it on me. I mean, I already said the one that I like. What happens if I if I pick Alti? Do we? What's our tiebreaker? We fight to the death. Well, shucks. Okay, I choose Sam as my champion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I figured out the the solution, Davis. Okay, good. I really do. I think it's a. I think it's a tie between uh, King and Gummy. I'm. I'm. I'm split on the two. Me you, uh, Well, so the solution is you get two votes. So, oh, <laughs> shucks, I didn't see that coming. I thought we were gonna go to the polls or something. Maybe we can prepare that for next time. This is you know this is a trial run here. This is, this is what we got. I think. Um, I think I'm gonna go King. Okay. King Nard is. I think it's. I you know. I think it's crazy. I think I'm gonna go King only because I do think there's some. There was some good conversations in the. I really like talking about the the toxicity piece about how like how our group completely doesn't do it and counters it. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. a big part. I think that's a big big part to BG. <laughs> now Sam does make a good counterpoint. Oh yep. He yep. says no. King sucks though. And a lot of exclamation we, marks. We that is a <laughs> lot of exclamation points. We didn't really consider that. Well, hold on. <laughs> I already wrote it down, though. We already wrote down the winner, Sam. Sorry. Nothing I well, can do. My backspace you, if, is broken. If you scroll up here, Grizzly's coming in even later than Sam. He actually says he emailed half an hour into the podcast. Ah, uh, sorry, Grizz. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> nah. Well, you'll be the, in the runnings got, for next time. We got, the, we got the cutoff date. We got the yeah. cutoff date. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll this get you in fun, for next though. time. This is fun, though. I like this. This um, is fun. Reading through the emails, giving you know, mm-hmm. giving reward. This is good. This is fun. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you send the emails to. Perhaps you could win a million gold. <laughs> nice. Or, you know, maybe less. It, it's going to change. It's going to, you know, each episode, it's going to be a different <laughs> amount. Um, we have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons. Best named guild on the PCNA server. And it's also the official guild of the Scrollin' Podcast. If you'd like to be a member of Stoons Goons, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com and we'll send you an invite. Um, if your guild roster is full, that's okay. You can come join the Discord and uh, that's really where the, the action is happening anyway. That's where we're having all of our discussions and sharing memes and build ideas and screenshots of BGs that uh, 
that uh, that we feel good about. You, you you don't see the ones we don't feel good about, you know. But uh, uh, it's a good place to be. Not toxic. It's a it's one of the few non-toxic kind of PVP-oriented communities out there. Yeah. Uh, we're really proud of it. Some really cool people, really amazingly talented people, and just fun people to hang out with. Um, so please come be a part of Stoons Goons. Also want to remind people who are already in Stoons Goons that we do have a guild bank. There's a lot of fairly valuable stuff in there. I'm always just kind of tossing stuff in there that I don't want, but I don't necessarily want to try to sell or whatever. Um, so just take a peek in there once in a while, and it's all up for grabs. So. If you would like to support the show, one really quick and easy thing you can do is to go to the Apple Podcast app, specifically the Apple Podcast app, and find our show. Give us a written review and a rating. Uh, the written review has the, the biggest impact, but the rating also helps, and that just makes it easier for people to find, us, find our show. Whenever they search for relevant keywords, we'll appear higher up in those search results. Um, so if you could do that, we'd appreciate it. If you'd like to go a step further than that and help us in a bigger way, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and receive Stoon's Boon for $3 a month. Um, what that gets you is extra Discord benefits, a guaranteed shout-out, a guaranteed individual shout-out on every single episode. Um, that'll get you access to the Booncast. That's a short bonus podcast recording that I do on the off weeks, so you get a little something every week. Um, there's some videos, written build guides, and of course, the greatest gift of all, uh, that nice feeling in your heart, knowing that you're helping us cover the expenses of making the show and possibly even helping us improve the quality of the show in the future. So that is patreon.com slash scrolling podcast. Um, if you can't do Patreon right now, then just come hang out on the discord. That doesn't cost anything. We have one of the best communities on the internet. We'd love to have you scrolling podcast at gmail.com. Oh, I gotta find my chat screenshot. Hold on. It's 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 a party in here tonight. We had a bit of a party tonight. I feel like even your screenshot's not gonna capture. Uh I think I got everyone. Sh uh, shout out to the chat. Shout out to uh Grizzly Khan, King Nar, Gummy Bear, Mother of Dragons, Toadster, and Uncle Sam. Anyone else? I think that's I think you got it. I think that's yeah. I, I I stand corrected. Quite a party in the chat tonight. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, Crimson was here. Well, I think she left. Like we were hardly even started yet. But sure, shout out to Crimson. Why not? <laughs> 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 um, so, thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to King Nar, Uncle Sam, Slavka, Dream Squad, guys. It's just really great playing with you guys. Amazing players, amazing people. I always look forward to coming home after work, logging on, and hanging out with my friends, playing some BGs. Um, shout out to Axolion, Shadow, and Zoe, the, my, my veteran Black Rose Prison crew, my, my new best friends. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for the carry. Uh, really good, uh, really good run. And we're doing another tomorrow. Uh, shout out to Garion. He's a new goon. He's actually been my, my good friend for a long time, fellow Stamplar main, but he just joined the discord, uh, last week and he's, he's already getting very involved in conversations and a very, very talented player. Lots of, uh, really valuable theory crafting, uh, knowledge mm. and that sort of stuff. A lot of, yeah, a lot of good stuff already. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Garion, for joining us. Shout out to the Elder Goons, the OGs. Thank you guys so much for being around for so long. Um, happy to have you as our friends. 
Um, and shout out to our Stoons Boon recipients, our, our Patreon supporters, uh, Pork Body, Toadster, Gummy Bear, Grizzly Con, and Thomas. Thank you guys so much. Davis, what else do we have? I think that's everything. I think we covered it. I don't think this podcast is long enough. <laughs> How long have we been going here? Almost two hours. Yeah. Almost at the two hour mark. Hey. We dive into some theory crafting. We're gonna dive in. We're gonna you do ask it. us how do how do I get a lot of damage in my build? <laughs> boy. Have a seat, buddy. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.